is good, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Players Club Podcast, episode 130, coming to you early. Um, I was about to say, uh, today's the last day of Pride Month, so I guess happy Pride to everybody, including happy Pride to my co-host, my homie from another, uh, brother from another mother is the thing it's supposed to say, but I said homie, and I was like, I'm going to figure out something to rhyme it with at the end. I did not figure out anything to rhyme with at the end. How you doing, Alan Mir? <laughs> I'm a homie who wishes they had a Tony. Ah, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony. Not not a lot of people have Tonys. Y- you think about it. Yeah. I mean, Trace Jordan had to, he got it. Yeah. Not- he went down his path of e gotting and got everything. <laughs> he got, indeed, he got all of it. <laughs> that, that run yeah. of third talk was so great. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, they were really they were really killing it back in the day, back when, you know, Alec Baldwin was in a different place entirely. <laughs> Good Lord. Shout out to that. Um, but yeah, 30 Rock is the ancient history. We got, well, actually, speaking of crazy things going on behind the scenes of things that you are knowing about usually, ooh, that's a stretch. Anywho, um, you've seen the title of this episode. You've seen what we're talking about here today. Today, the topic of the show is going to be uh, this FTC court case for the Activision and Xbox merger. A um, lot of wild things are being reported on from this thing. I was kind of keeping keeping up with it a little bit throughout the week, you know, just looking at the tweets about it as I've been going to work and whatnot. But it is a lot of tomfoolery, a lot of shenanigans, and a lot of just insanity. So I'm very excited to talk a little bit about some of these things because some of these things are really really insane um and, and then later on mm-hmm. um other things have been pretty funny from this whole thing like <laughs> the, the, i woke up to like i woke up um when the new when the quote was making the rounds that microsoft said they lost the console wars because of this oh yeah <laughs> then there was the whole thing of uh phil spencer in um like this the pictures of him like getting ready to go to go to the trial and jeff grubb saw that saw like saw the picture and made a shirt out of it good god and i actually um i made a little thing like a little thing in the uh game of the year deliberations for next for next year for this whole subset of stuff yeah yeah, this is absolutely some some insanity. Yeah, and like you said, there are some really funny comments that are coming out of this. Some really just insane comments, but we're going to talk about a lot of it here. I'm excited to crack into it. Uh, and then, of course, in the What You're Playing segment, we got a pair of games that we've been playing. Uh, one that recently came out that you've been dipping into. One that came out a while ago that I've weirdly been dipping into. And a couple of demos also from the Steam Next Fest that I want to just give some quick shout outs to because they're all great and I can't wait to play some more. Um, But before we get to any of that stuff, let's go ahead and jump into this topic. Topic of the show, Activision, uh, Activision slash Blizzard slash King merging with Microsoft is being held up by the FTC and they've been in court the last couple of days just trying to hammer this thing out, just trying to come to some type of consensus when it comes to this matter. And uh, you shared me, you shared with me two articles that do a pretty good job of going over a lot of the bigger bombshells and such. Um, so we're going to use these articles as kind of our guide for the conversation here. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Zatillo is 
basically his, his, his entire feed from the past from this past week has been a very good insight onto what's like onto what's going on into what's going on with the whole thing. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Stephen Totillo and I was actually gonna say uh, Rebecca Valentine. Um, she has been tweeting not nonstop about the merger, um, but she's been at all the court case or not court cases she's been it she's been there in person at the court case every single day that it's been going on all five days she's been tweeting all these breaking news things as it's been going on along with everyone else so yeah her and steven have really been the most common reliable sources i've had for everything that's going on um and i'm trying to find her fucking twitter is it just reb valentine no, hold no. up i gotta find her on twitter somewhere because i've i've been looking at her um, stuff uh duck valentine duck valentine that's it i knew there was something different about it yeah oh and she spells rebecca in a way that i am not at all familiar with i have never seen that spelling of rebecca i was spelling it completely wrong but yeah a lot of her tweets have been great and a lot of steven Tatillo's tweets have been great so shout out to them and shout out to really anybody who's been covering the story because this is the type of thing this this gives me like proper journalism vibes because you know so much of video games journalism is Oh, here's a new video game. You're you're reporting on marketing so often where when it's actual news and actual like having to cite your sources and talk about legal documents and such, a lot of that is what has been going on here. So it's cool to see people, you know, dipping into that bag and it's cool to see all of us on the consumer side eating it all up as if it's, you know, juicy gossip. <laughs> Not necessarily treating it like gossip, but it's cool that we all care about all of this legal stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about it. So let's talk about a couple things here. Um, there's a lot I want to get into. I'm actually trying to find uh, the, oh, God, where is it? Wow, they updated it with more redactions. Good Lord. Um, so we'll just start with the articles we have here. So we're looking at uh, from Kotaku, uh, Ethan Gotch has an article called the xbox trial that could change everything seven bombshell reveals and we're just going to go point by point of everything that they talk about here and just really discuss each of these things starting with number one here uh microsoft discussed spending sony out of business there was a quote in one of the emails from long ago like i want to say 2019 where they yeah. said hey we could totally i, I want to say it was matt booty actually you know what we have the article right here let's read through uh yeah, part of it actually, yeah if we think that video game content matters in 10 years we might look back and say totally would have been worth it to lose 2 billion or 3 billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where tencent google amazon or even sony have become the disney of games and own most of the valuable uh content mm -hmm. yeah and matt, matt booty uh xbox chief financial office or matt booty said that to xbox chief financial officer tim stewart um, so yeah, that's some crazy stuff. Uh, and then just to read the next quote here, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Content is the, Ooh, you know what? I'm not even going to read that quote. It's the whole thing, but long story short. Yeah. Matt Booty was basically talking very confidently about, Hey, if we think Sony is really has the ability to be on that level of owning all the popular IPs in the future, they could totally spend a bunch of billion and just run them out right now. Um, that's a crazy quote because really the only thing that makes that crazy is in the context of this merger, because so much of, so much of a reason why a lot of people, including even a little bit partially myself, 
I was a little bit softer and not as nervous about the merger because the size of the merger is big. The size of the merger is massive. That alone makes me very, very nervous about this going through. But I was a little bit softened because I understood Microsoft or at least the Xbox side of Microsoft to be a little bit more fair, to be a little bit more welcoming, to a little bit more inclusive. I understood that they probably don't have an abusive work culture like Activision seems very just all the way through rotten to the core with. Um, but when they talk about stuff like this, where it's like, hey, we could spend them out of business. That's the type of talk that I don't like, because not even that they're necessarily threatening to say, hey, we're going to buy all the things up so Sony can't have anything. They're not saying that, not even in a like sarcastic manner or something like that. It's more so that they are aware of the power they have as a big company like Microsoft. They're aware of the fact that they could totally use all their money to just totally shut out a market if they wanted to. Now, that makes me nervous because, okay, they know they could. Does that mean they're going to? Still don't know about that. You know, sure, they could shut down the whole gaming market, but that would take, that would be at a significant cost to all the other markets in which Microsoft acts in. You know, they're in tech, but, you know, they're also doing privatized tech. There's military contract stuff that they do, I'm pretty sure, which is a little icky, and I don't like that, but there's a lot of arms of them. You know, they're making hardware, they're making software, they're making services, they're making cloud stuff, all this stuff. If they suddenly minimized all that and said, hey, let's put all of our money into outspending Sony. And yeah, you could buy all the publishers. You could buy everything and make everything exclusive to the Xbox. But like, at what cost? Like, that would be a massive cost just to make sure Sony dies. They could do it, but I feel like that would be at the expense of everything else in that company. So how do you feel about this quote? Do you think this is the smoking gun that a lot of people have been pointing to and saying, oh, this this pretty much disqualifies it because this just says what their whole plan is? Or do you think this is something not as realistically possible? So I'm not really like I'm I'm also like not feeling that like I'm I'm trying. At first, I was very hopeful about this whole thing. And Mm -hmm. as, as everything goes on, goes, keeps going onward. I move more and more toward the the midpoint of finding it hard to give a damn and not because not because it's just because of prejudice against sony or microsoft i there's there's a bunch of stuff there's like there's more in this article that kind of paints microsoft in a pretty uh not a bad light bad light more of a light that kind of shows like Shows oh what, yeah, they're a corporation. Yeah, um, the what, the whole thing that happened with um how Bethesda was blindsided by the whole thing of the the games like that are the games that Activision Blizzard make, primarily Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch, keeping the, keeping them on PlayStation while um, Pete Hines was. And I'll actually I'll simply just read. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about the yeah. the later. The later yeah. point, but yeah, you can go ahead and skip to it. Yeah, um, I'm confused. Heinz wrote in a February 22 email to, 20, to Todd Howard and others. Is the below not the opposite of what we were just asked slash our parentheses told to do with our titles? Mm-hmm. I understand there's likely a, a new. Or I understand that there's a likely nuance here, but at its core, it's being read as the opposite of what happened with us. Yeah, that's that's a little bit out of pocket too because. Yeah, as everyone knows, Bethesda, as soon as Bethesda was snatched up by Microsoft, it was pretty much understood, even like by the public. I think all of us knew also 
once they got bought, it was like, all right, a lot of those, if not all of those, are going to be exclusive. And really, the biggest thing was, is Bethesda's next RPG going to be exclusive? And once that was exclusive, it feels like everything else just kind of trickles down and follows, you know? So that it's weird to see that not be consistent. It's weird to see, okay, Activision, Blizzard, put your games everywhere, but Bethesda, not so much. But I think it also makes a little bit of twisted sense in the way of obviously Bethesda games, no matter what branch of Bethesda, no matter what branch of ZeniMax, all of those games, none of them are selling Diablo 4 numbers. None of them are selling, well, very few of them are selling Diablo 4 numbers. Absolutely none of them are selling Call of Duty numbers. Very few of them are selling Overwatch numbers. Almost zero of them are selling, I don't know, World of Warcraft OG when it first came out numbers, you know? So I understand that you want to treat it differently because if if a game series is so massive, then you don't want to deny such a massive chunk of you know gamers out there the ability to give you money for it so it makes sense to keep playstation everywhere especially when you consider a lot of the stats that came out about call of duty where they're saying that um over over what was it what was it there's a there's a million players actually let me not just say this off the top of my head i gotta find this article but a lot of call a lot of people only have playstations for Call of Duty. Um, in fact, let me see. Call of Duty Intel. Call of Duty Intel is a Twitter account that I follow, and they just kind of, you know, tweet out different news and stuff about the series pretty much. Um, I think it's Alpha Intel. Come on, pop up for me. Not CDL Intel. I'm, I'm, I am way out of my depths here. While, while, you're, while you're looking for this, I'll just bring up that something else yes. I noticed, I, I seem to have noticed. There's also the stuff that happened when with the whole the troubled history or not the trouble troubled history it's still happening with Redfall where they wanted they were hoping hoping that Microsoft would see the, how poor the game was running and would promptly cancel it mm. and then there's the whole thing of um, Microsoft being so focused on cloud gaming that it it led to the shortage of Series X's. Yes, that was crazy. I could not believe that. And I personally believe that they would not be in the situation they are currently in or with a lot of games for for that platform. Mm-hmm. If, if, it was, if the Series S did not exist. Ah, so they feel like the Series S is kind of holding back the Series X? Oh, no, no. This is what this is basically this is mainly something I believe. Oh, okay. So the Series S. The specs are, at most, it can do 4K or 1440p, 30 frames per second. And aside from games that you'd expect to run at at higher um, frame rate and higher fidelity, um, like for, for, for every uh, Jedi Survivor or every mm-hmm. every one of those, there's a Gotham Knights situation, a Redfall situation. I hope it's not. I hope there's no. There's not going to be a Starfield situation. Like I hope that's not going to be the next casualty of this whole thing. Or you think like something gets locked away on one platform? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, because because you, the Series S and Series X are there because one is far more far powerful, far more powerful than the other. Mm, okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It's 
it's helping i'm sure it's helping for some people who can't who at the time weren't able to get series x's but hmm. it, is, it is hurting in the long run uh, okay okay yeah that that could be a problem because i understand they do that so that you know people have an easier time transitioning from the old gen but once the old gen is fully gone yeah that's nothing but a crutch at this point so yeah like it's we're about and this is Microsoft, I think it was Microsoft. They they expect the next console cycle to start, like that whole thing to start in about five years. Mm-hmm. 2028. So, yeah. And how it's only been, what, two, three years since this, since the, the this current console cycle? Uh, they came out fall of 2020. Yeah. Um, have, would you say that there's been a first party game from Microsoft? That has caught any ga- any first party game by uh, Sony in terms of mm. fidelity or in terms of gameplay or like does Xbox have any first party game that's on the level of a Sony exclusive? Yeah, the the only honestly the only game that I, that I'm, I'm thinking of right now. I got one. Let's see if it's the same one. But go ahead. Uh, the one I'm thinking of or the one I have in in mind is one that dropped. Uh, like if that dropped early in early this year, mm. Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, I'd say close to. I feel like with Hi-Fi Rush, it's definitely on the polish level, but because it is a more arcadey experience, because it is a more lighthearted experience, people are just not expecting like a life changing experience from a game like that. It's still great, and it's still something I need to get around and play, but. It's just something where no one's looking at that like, oh, this is going to be like the thing to tell. This is the game that you show your parents to be like, this is how far games have come. Nah, Hi-Fi Rush is just a very good version of like a really cool PS2 game. Like no disrespect to it, but it's going for that vibe. I was going to say, I feel like the closest thing Xbox has to a PlayStation level exclusive is Gears of War 5. I think when you talk about graphical fidelity, it has it. When you talk about just the massive scale of it, something on the scale and just linked also of something like The Last of Us Part Two or God of War 2018, Gears of War 5 definitely has that. It is a prestige-ass looking prestige game. Now, maybe a lot of me thinking of Gears 5 is just stylistically they're very similar. It's over the shoulder and there's guns and there's adventures and there's violence and characters talk a lot. Um, but Hi-Fi Rush, I think, is is a fair comparison. But I do think that for a lot of gamers, not everyone, but for a lot of gamers, they're going to look at Hi-Fi Rush. They're going to look at uh, something like The Last of Us Part Two. And while Hi-Fi Rush might be more fun, and they're going to be more impressed by Last of Us. I don't know if that is fair to say at all. I mean, yeah, like I, I don't think it costs two hundred million dollars to make uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Exactly. It did not cost you $200 million, which, by the way, that is another thing we found out from this court case. Last of Us Part Two cost uh, just a little bit over $200 million, and Horizon Forbidden West cost a little bit, oh, just a little bit over that. I want to say $212 million. Um, yeah, like between, like, one was two over 200, one was like in the 210s. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, it, it was a large sum of money. Which sounds super crazy to us because we have no context for it. But then you think about it and it's like, all right, well, you got what, a hundred, really closer to two or three hundred, sometimes four hundred devs working on this game for five years. You're paying them a salary. 
So it's less that, oh my God, it costs so much money for resources or whatever. It's more so that if you want good talent to work on this game and you want them to stay the whole time, you better be paying them handsomely. Henceforth, the budget looking like that. So I think it's only fair, but yeah, go ahead. There was also the recent quote that was, um, I, I don't remember who, who can be attributed to. Mm-hmm. Someone at Microsoft, you're talking about the multiple year quote? Yeah, and how it sort of led to a lot of people in in gaming who are on the developer side. Um, just like be not having it at all. Mm. Um, yeah, because what it takes, they were saying instead of games taking two, three, maybe at most four years, it's now, now like it's five, more common. Yeah, five, five or six, yeah. even more sometimes. So like, yeah, for, like for uh, for example, uh, mm-hmm. it's Fallout uh, Fallout Four to Starfield, and I'm I'm not looking I'm not I'm not um, using like using this as a like from Bethesda as a whole, but more of as from Bethesda Games Studios mm-hmm. or with it from from the the core Bethesda team. Yeah, Fallout Three to fall to to Skyrim was about and I'm I'm talking mainly in between so like i'm not going going like entire dev cycle about mm-hmm. fallout 4 was 2008 or fallout 3 was 2008 uh skyrim was like was what 2011 uh yeah skyrim was 2011 yep then to, then 2015 for fallout 4 and now now eight years uh, from, from that starfield and fallout fallout 3 actually was like because that's it's only one only one of these that i know the dev cycle like the when it started to when it ended, mm. at least for the base game. Fallout 4, or Fallout 3, I just keep on saying Fallout 4. Um, Fallout 3 was started in 04, so it was like four years, five years, if you're taking into account DLC. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. I was just going to say that the other, the other, the other games that have, that have been released in the, in the time of the the whole mer- like the acquisition acquisition uh, arms race, mm-hmm. as I'm now I'm now only going to refer to it as that. Um, it's uh, it's actually more it's more of what you said how like they Wasteland Three, yeah, um, the smaller scale stuff like uh, like games like Wasteland Three, games like Psychonauts Two, mm-hmm. your State of Decay Twos, stuff like that. Um, all the, all these games are. Well, they're not. Well, they're not on the scale of a Ghost of Tsushima or a, a Spider-Man or a Spider-Man Miles Morales. They they don't really like. They're not. Yeah, they're not really catching the. Um, they're not really catching the the zeitgeist and the whole thing with with the cloud cloud gaming stuff. When and when when referring to how they would they wanted to bring how they uh Microsoft pledged to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo systems or or Nintendo not Nintendo systems or the uh, Switch or whatever the next the, the next installment in the like the next Nintendo console is. Um I've noticed that and I saw this quote as well. Nintendo is basically just doing its off doing its own thing and it and they don't need any they don't need Call of Duty to benefit. Like they Everyone is talking about Tears of the Kingdom, and for good reason. Yeah, and that game is not even 1080. 
not even close. Just barely 720 most most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And everything that's that, a good game. It is. It is. I feel dumb by playing it when I play it. But it's <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's um, a lot of fun. But yeah, it's it's a weird situation, dude, because th- that's another part of the FTC case that's been going on a lot where they keep bringing up Nintendo and they keep trying to because, you know, Xbox is phrasing themselves as, oh, we're in last place. We lost the console war. And, you know, uh, they've been having that tone ever since way back on the kind of funny Xcast interview right after Redfall where they talked about, oh, we lost the call to war, we're in last place, blah, 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 blah. It only sounds so bad if you include Nintendo. But so much of the conversation is, oh, Nintendo doesn't count, they're in a different class, their consoles aren't even the same power, a lot of the games don't even come to that platform anyway, so there's a lot of reasons to not look at them as competitors. But at the same time, if you are Xbox, if Starfield was ready by now, they would not have released it anywhere near Zelda, if uh, Spider-Man 2 was ready right now, they would not have released that anywhere near Zelda. They know that even if it's not in the same exact class, when people are playing a video game, attention's taken away from them when Nintendo drops something of import. So, you know, it, it's not going to quite match up. So when you talk about putting Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms, it's also like they haven't been doing it because... When you talk about the direction Call of Duty has been going in, where it's all about high fidelity, it's all about high frame rates and really snappy, fast, responsive gameplay, it's really hard to port that down and make it work. Where, you know, all these other games, back in the day, you could very easily, like, think of it like a Steam Deck. A Steam Deck can run all these old Call of Duty games. It can run probably every Call of Duty game if you really got into it. The only thing that might be stopping it is just, you know, is Linux and not Windows, but hardware power wise it could run everything it could probably even run modern warfare 2 right now if it wanted to it would just have to de- decrease a little bit but the switch is half has half the power of a steam deck a call of duty game can barely run on that thing so them promising that seems like the something that can only happen on this supposed switch 2 which is also something they expect that the switch 2 is going to be i keep calling it switch 2 there's no confirmation on the name but the sequel or the the next console from Nintendo, they're saying it's going to have uh, comparable graphics to a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, which is already where the Steam Deck is at. So that's a little bit more viable to see a Call of Duty game there. But it's still just a big question of if you're a Call of Duty player, are you getting a Switch to play Call of Duty? Or are you like, hey, I want to play the new Call of Duty, but I don't have a PS4 or I don't have an Xbox? You're really going to say, but I have a Switch. Let me pull this baby out and get online. Most people aren't going to be doing that. Um, And another thing from the court case, you know, the FTC said, this is the stat that I was trying to find earlier. Over a million players bought a PlayStation 4 or 5, and they have only played Call of Duty on it. Like in the entire history that they've owned a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5, they have only played Call of Duty games on it. And that's it. So that's over a million people that are just not playing anything else. So that's that that makes for a lot there are some games that don't even hit a million copies (laughs) so like you know this is a big deal that everyone's playing this one game and this one game is such a big linchpin in this whole court case but what what i feel weird about is for from my personal standpoint yes i don't i don't like big corporate mergers i don't like i don't like companies becoming more powerful and just having more chess pieces to knock everyone else out with but 
yeah it's not, it's not even that like it like that, that can be the case but at the same time it can also backfire or have poor repercussions as we were seeing now with uh, embracer mm -hmm. exactly and then um the there was um the thing that happened today where Dedalic entertainment yeah they, yeah they, they're they put down they're in-house mm -hmm. developing and now we're just solely focusing on publishing yeah, that's that's rough <laughs> and i feel a little bad for him yeah um yeah mm -hmm. i it's it's weird because um the disney the disney deal i was signed with um with, Bethesda, uh, with fox and, oh yeah, for with, indiana jones okay yeah like that was that was that, that was originally going to be a multi-platform game like that's another example of Starfield was going to be PlayStation Five, mm. Indiana Jones was going to be PlayStation Five, Microsoft buys the comp buys Zenimax, and the deal is altered. Pray they don't alter it any further, and it, yeah, it goes becomes a Xbox exclusive. Yeah, and yeah, and didn't they say they justified that by saying, well, PlayStation has Spider Man, they already have an exclusive Disney property. Yeah. Um. And then there was the, the thing that happened recently where I think it was Full Spencer. Don't hold, don't hold me to that specific claim, because I'm. If there's one thing I know about myself is that I can get things like this very wrong very easily. Or it's very, fine. Yeah. No one take this as gospel. Um, and I, it, there was talk about what if a um, what if a what if the Call of Duty developers made a Halo game, mm. and I just feel like that's 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 like it's not really a thing you want to save, right? Like it's not really a thing you want to put out there, right? As you're having like a very, very, very hard battle with the Federal Trade Commission, mm. yeah. as well as as well as having trouble with the CMA. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's. It's really hard to understand why they're, you know, talking about that stuff now. This is not the time when you're trying to push this stuff forward. But but also that's kind of what makes this merger interesting or exciting at all. It's not, oh, game or not game pass. Oh boy, Call of Duty is gonna be exclusive to Xbox. I don't think anybody truly wants that. Unless you're some console warrior who's super delusional. No one actually wants the biggest game in the world to now be cut off into one console because a lot of people aren't going to buy the console there's a lot of people that are going to say fuck it i'm not buying an xbox I, I have all my stuff here i have my call of duty machine and i'm going to keep it here and microsoft is well within their ability to accommodate those people and put it out on everything but what makes this acquisition interesting is okay if you get all these developers under the microsoft roof what IPs do they have access to? What new stuff could they do? You know, the stuff that I've always been talking about. Get yeah, Wolfenstein 2008 in there and do something nine, with it. Nine. Oh, 2009. I keep saying 2008. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's honestly the only thing. That's the only thing, only positive I can think of of this whole thing. Because you, yeah. you have so many... You have developers who have history with some, some of these games, some of these games uh, or these properties. Uh, I bring it up every time I can, but um, Tim Schafer, he's technically part of the Microsoft family, or part of the Xbox family, and if this deal does go through, 
these these Sierra lineup or the Sierra Adventure Games. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's money, or, or at least I don't know if it's if it's money, but at least it's it's good. It's it's something that people would enjoy because it would be it'd be an interesting thing to see. But again, I'm sorry um, about this. I like I keep you're fine, you're the, fine. the news story about um, uh, there's double a lot fine. to cover. Yeah, the most Ooh. recent thing with Double Fine about how. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a Psychonauts sequel anytime soon. Oh yeah, because they're working on completely different things now. I believe, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, hey, these developers, especially when it comes to Psychonauts two, where that was such a massive project, where not only was it, not only did it just take a lot of years to develop, but also it was a Kickstarter campaign, and then you have all those obligations to go through and then things changed so much within the company while it was being made that that just delayed things even further oh shit we're getting bought out oh shit now we have help from microsoft like i'm sure i mean the game's great people like the game a lot but i'm sure they're done with psychonauts for a little while uh they especially double fine has already shown me that they like to make something new every single time they like to just go on to a, a new idea and a new idea and a new idea they don't paint me as someone to keep just making sequels like a call of duty studio so yeah they would definitely do new things but yeah them getting access to that sierra lineup that activision has in the crates that would be great i'm sure they would love to either take them dust them off polish them up and put them back out as modern releases or maybe they would say hey let's make a sequel to something from from the sierra lineup you know, since we have the opportunity to do it, we have the passion, let's do it. Um, and there's just so many other IPs that Activision just has that no one else is really messing with that, you know, I guarantee you someone would love to do something with prototypes. Someone would love to do something with Singularity. Someone would love to do something with all these IP. And there's actually something that I thought would be actually like be really good, really good to just to see as, as someone who's as like someone who's who was acknowledged or as been a fan of the xbox since the beginning mm-hmm. turn 10 or even playground uh games having a crack at um pgr because i'm pretty sure that activision is they hold that because they they bought um they bought bizarre creations when pgr 4 just come out mm. and it's true god i forgot about that yeah that's just another another cool crossover that could happen. That's really what that's one of the two big things that make this merger interesting for people like you and me. The other thing is, hey, if all this does go to Xbox and they work out whatever deal to where all this can go on X, on Xbox Game Pass, then I would never have to pay for a Call of Duty game again, but more importantly, Prototype 1 and 2 on Game Pass, all these old Raven shooters on Game Pass, all these you know, pretty much every single old game in their back catalog that they didn't care about, Microsoft's going to care about because all of that is Game Pass fodder. If you can get on there and play like the 3D Pitfall games because now someone has that IP that cares about it, they'll put it all on Game Pass. They'll remaster it. They'll port it, whatever, just so it can be more fodder. Um, that's what's interesting about this merger. But all these things that are coming up, it's it's scary. Like when you talk about... Well, I, I will say before, you know what? Let me just use the proper segue. Microsoft is very hungry for acquisitions because even if Activision isn't doesn't work out, it seems like they're definitely going to go for somebody because they've already talked about wanting to acquire 
Sega wanting to acquire Bungie, wanting to acquire Square Enix, um, other folks too. Uh, this was actually stuff that was in documents that were later redacted. They just weren't eliminated properly the first time around. Um, let's see if I can scroll up because now I'm on Twitter just looking at all the tweets about all this information. And there was definitely, I think they said they were trying to pick up Thunderful Games, the indie games publishing uh, branch, there trying was, to acquire them. There, they also, there was also talk about uh, Zynga, which I, that, that's ironic. Yeah, yeah, because what, uh, 2K swooped them in and got them a couple months ago as well, or actually a year or so ago at this point. Um, that, that, and that's where Don Metric um, went before uh, Phil Spencer took over. That is absolutely true. Well, I feel like the Zynga and even the King section of this Activision merger, that's more so they can bolster up Game Pass on the mobile front so that they can say, hey, you're paying for Game Pass, you're getting all these games, and yeah, you can stream games, but you're little Miss Barbara who has five kids and doesn't care about Xbox. Well, what if we got you all the Candy Crush levels for free if you were a Game Pass subscriber? That type of thing. That seems like what they would have been going with that. And If they got King, or not King, if they got uh, Zynga, Hey, all your Farmville things are fifty percent faster or whatever because you subscribe to Game Pass. That's absolutely the type of thing that they could do. Um, so yeah, it's it's things like that. Microsoft is so hungry to like make some leeway and make some major moves, and it's a little nerve wracking to see how committed they are to doing that because it's like, where does it stop? If I think if this if this merger does go through, if they do end up taking Activision, then they're going to chill out for at least a long time. They're going to chill out for several years. They're not going to hop back in and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to buy five other studios after this." No, I think they're done for quite a while after this. You're not seeing another acquisition from them until at least the next Xbox is already out. That's my guess. Um but if they miss this one, it seems like actually I'm looking at the Kotaku article again. Bungie was on their shortlist, Housemark, Remedy, Larian Studios, uh, Supergiant, which would have been crazy, Play Dead, 11-Bit Studios, uh, and like I said, Thunderful. Um, they, Thunderful always makes great games, just they don't sell super well, so that would be great Game Pass fodder. A lot of these developers are just like, just cut a deal with them to get their games on Game Pass, and that pretty much solves the problem right there, or like gives you the bonus you would have done by buying them anyway. Someone like Remedy, you really want to fund their super nice looking, but also probably super expensive games. Uh, same thing with House. Well, they were looking at Housemark, but Sony already snacked them up. Um, well, like Super Giants, another one where Super Giants, so many of their games, they thrive by releasing things on Switch and whatnot. Uh, and Elizabeth Studios, yeah, Frostpunk is a really nice big game, but it's very niche. <laughs> A lot of their games are very, very niche, like either strategy games or like just weird survival sims or crafting games or whatever. Not super big. So almost all of these are niche in some way and Man, probably wouldn't have given them Activision style hits. Yeah. Um, Playrex, Niantic, mm-hmm. which yeah, that, again, yeah, that's fucking insane to consider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very I, I, wild. I just when this whole thing was happening on Monday, I just in the BG chat, I was like, it's a shame Microsoft never acquired Supergiant. They could have been called the Big Thirsties. Good lord. <laughs> I, I, uh, needed, I needed to make a wise-ass joke about it. That, that I'll give you that one. That one was pretty good. That was pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, on top of uh, stuff about the merger itself, just really interesting tidbits have been coming out both from PlayStation and Microsoft about just random goings on behind the scenes of random things. For example, Hitman uh, developer IO Interactive, um, they're making a fantasy shooter of some sort. Um, and apparently that's going to be exclusive to Xbox, which I don't think was known before right now. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, but hey, looks like they're making star starbound, God, scale bound anyway. Uh, and it's not actually scale bound, but this is effectively, you know, similar vibes from what it sounds like. And it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. So interesting that that's the case there. Also, you heard this thing about Fallout 76. Yeah, they were they were ready to shutter Fallout 76 until they said, hey, this thing needs to have at least what was it? 10 million players. It needs to get to 10 million monthly active users across all platforms or else we're dropping Fallout 76. We're just going to stop supporting it. We're going to shutter it. Then they put it on PlayStation Now, which it was PlayStation Now back then. It's now PlayStation Plus. And it, it got that user base to where it's, it's been staying at 10 million across all platforms ever since they added it there. And it's been on Game Pass since, you know, Bethesda got bought out. And now they, they still make updates and stuff for it because of that player base. So it's wild to consider that like Fallout 76 is wild to consider that Fallout 76 is over 10 million monthly active users. That's really what it is. Like, I don't know if you told me that game was less than a million people playing. I believe you because a I don't hear many people talking about that game. And B, if you really like Fallout. I would assume you're just going back to mod the shit out of New Vegas or Fallout 3 or Fallout 4 or any of these fallouts. The fact that 76 is really getting that much play is very interesting to me. And cool cool for them, good for them. I played 76 a little bit. It's it's not a horrible game, but considering how it launched, it's crazy that it's gotten back up to a a good level and it stayed there. So yeah, it's it's very interesting to see you know, behind the curtain. Also, apparently there was going to be a Redfall TV show, which is just hilarious in hindsight. Oh yeah, yeah. There's also a thing I'm thing about. I don't know. I don't know if it was connected to the FTC trial, but mm-hmm. the, there was a whole thing about uh, Remedy wanting to do similar things to or do, do similar things with um, Alan Wake that they did, or not Alan Wake. Um, maybe it was Alan Wake too. Like similar mm-hmm. things to what they did with Quantum Break. Yeah, as far as what having um having similar uh, types of live action like live action cutscenes. Wait, Alan Wake Two has live action cutscenes? Uh, I'll try. To, I'll try to find said thing. Like I said, because hmm. I, I remember Quantum Break did have live action cutscenes, but I I thought Alan Wake Two was just full in engine or just you know maybe pre rendered all the way. I didn't know they were recording anything like with a camera. <laughs> hmm interesting but yeah there, there's a lot of interesting things in this trial it's it's just it's a little bit of a mess now here's my question oh and another article i wanted to bring up before we get too far away um even on the playstation side when you talk about you know jim ryan they had a little bit of a bombshell as well where they said in the earlier email pretty much as soon as the acquisition happened jim ryan wasn't worried about call of duty leaving playstation because they know how big of a market share that PlayStation users have for Call of Duty. Um, I think they said, what, like over a third of Call of Duty players all play on PlayStation. Like, I think it was close to like half. (laughs) So if that's the case, that's a lot of 
players and the smallest percentage of platform holders for Call of Duty players is Xbox. So it wouldn't make sense to just make it exclusive to the smallest percentage. But it's just very interesting to see that y'all weren't worried about it then. And now you're taking people to court and encouraging people to, you know, block this thing on the outside when the inside is saying something different, which, hey, it's a company. I understand you got to do that. You got to fight for it. But it's 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 showing it's it's showing that something shady's up. Okay, I found the uh, the the thing I was looking for. Turns out that mm. it actually Quantum Break was the original. It was originally Alan Wake Two. Mm. Ah, okay, that's what it is. All right, so it like started development as that, and then it, it just was, yeah, it started out as a concept, mm. and mm-hmm. yeah, we all know how Quantum Break went. Yeah, it look Quantum Break as far as I understand it, not a horrible game, not their best either. <laughs> So, yeah, it's definitely not anticipated in the same way that Alan Wake 2, where people are losing their damn mind about this game now, it seems. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, it's just very interesting. So the thing I want to leave off on this topic, um, how do you think this is going to go? You think the FTC is going to come down and say, hey, we're blocking this indefinitely. This merger can't happen. Fuck y'all. Or do y'all think they're gonna fall over and say, "Hey, well, we let we let Disney and Fox do it. We let what Discovery and uh, Warner do it. Why aren't we letting them do it? Go ahead. What, what, how do you think this is gonna shake out? So this is gonna go one of two ways. One, for one way, it'll be it'll either be a hard fought battle that they'll that they'll that they'll win and it'll be mass hysteria. Cats and dogs living together and all that, or, and because of the world we live in, I'm pretty sure this is most likely. This I'm pretty pretty sure this is what will happen. They will be made an example of, uh, because of everything you just mentioned. How Warner or Discovery, Warner merged. How Disney is basically taking over. Soon it's gonna be Disney Planet. Yeah, Disney Planet. Planet. Good lord. Um, and Microsoft is trying to, is doing this at perhaps the wrong time when, mm-hmm. when, like at a time when there's so much of this happening, so someone or some or a company or someone needs to be made an example of to people who want to try and do more of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm. I'm of the belief where if they were if they were making examples, do something before something's already been done. And you already got two massive mergers on the on the movie side and TV side where things have gotten too big. We see the chaos happening with Warner and Discovery from that merger and all these horrible decisions being made at the top. Um, Disney and Fox, horrible decisions aren't being made. It's just they own so much. It's very into it's very scary to be like, all right, y'all got Disney, y'all got Y'all got the classical Disney. You got Star Wars. You got Marvel. You got all this shit. You got Lucas Arts. It's 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 too much. So I say they should have made an example out of one of them before they got together. But also, I do feel like better late than never. If you're really gonna be serious about making sure these corporations don't balloon to a size that's too big, why not start now with this one? Um, I'll also, live. Yeah, go ahead. The reason. I'm more. I'm like I know uh, it, this. This is more likely to happen with Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. That whole situation. This whole situation, despite mm-hmm. despite of this, like despite everything about all the games, like everything through gaming's history of it being 
a tentpole of entertainment and storytelling. People still, there's still a large majority of people who treat it as it is a treated as a fad. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the whole classic, the, the classical or the classic, um, classic, uh, the joke of uh, someone playing someone playing a video game and saying, and someone like someone referring to it as Mario. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it's it is a weird weird time to be just observing this this point of time in games history. Yeah, I mean. It's less just the thing about games history. It's more so like late stage capitalism is just going real hard right now. And unprecedented things are happening in the economy that people never thought would happen. And so they didn't think to make protections against it. And this is just another example of that. I really think that the right thing to do would be to make sure any company as big as Microsoft doesn't get even bigger. I think that's the right thing to do. I have my selfish desires of, oh, man, it'd be cool to see what's on Game Pass. It'd be cool to see what IP could come back, because I guarantee you, Activision alone, standing by themselves, they don't care about any of their legacy. They don't care about any of their IPs. They are going to put everyone on Call of Duty and make sure that they grind those people into a pulp long enough to make sure there's a new game every single year, or at least every other year, so the DLC can fill in the gaps. So I know that's just how it would go. And... I know Activision standalone would really fuck things up. I, I like they've already been mistreating their workers. I can't imagine they're gonna button up themselves once they're left alone after the merger falls apart. But we'll have to just see. Uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath on it because we've been waiting on the results of this merger for two years now, or we're in the second year now. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see even more. Um, and that's all I got on that one. Um, now, Al, I'm going to level with you. I only have, I got about 40 minutes for the rest of the show. You think we can get through our, what you're playing segment in about that time? Oh, certainly. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Especially since you have one big game that you want to talk about. So, um, yeah, we, we can make it work. Um, so with that being said, let's, let's crack into this. Uh, now we're into what you're playing segment. Um, oh, Wait. Two games. I didn't see you added another one. Okay, we still oh, got time. No. We still got time. Oh right, no, no, I have to add this one because I, I wasn't sure if, like, um, okay. Well, okay. I'll ask about that in a moment then. Um, now, I, I'm. You mind if I start with mine because my first one's very quick. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the game that I've been playing this week, and by this week I mean literally just today uh thymesia i've been playing a lot of are you familiar with thymesia at all um no it is a indie or i guess indie ish maybe a double a souls like um where it's it's just very dark it's a lot of parries it's a lot of dodging attacks you you don't have a stamina meter you 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 swing and hit things with triggers but there's no stamina to manage Basically, the whole idea is you have a sword, you do a bunch of damage with the sword, and similar to, you know how in, have you ever played a little bit of Bloodborne or seen people play it? Yeah. In Bloodborne, whenever you get hit, uh, when you lose your health, it kind of ticks down a little bit, and that's your window to kind of like strike back and regain that bar before it completely fades. Yeah. In Thymesia, when you attack an enemy, they also get like a little bar that's on there. But instead of it being just a bar that ticks down and then they hit you back and get health, 
the the health that you took away kind of fills back into reverse and you have to use a different different attack to take away their ability to like regain the health so it's basically just bouncing back and forth between your sword which opens them up to damage and then the claw which is kind of doing i think it's called a plague damage um and then once you tear them down with the sword and the plague damage if you're using a combination of both because you could just kill everyone with the sword it's harder but you could do it but if you use both weapons on every enemy, it opens them up to a stagger state at the end, and then you can do a special combo or whatever. Just do like an execution and get back resources. Um, I've upgraded my character to where whenever I do that execution on them, it straight up just gives me like 10 points of life back, and it gives me one of my uh, throwing feathers, uh, my, air, my distance attack, it gives me one of those back as well. Um, and it's just really fun. I, I had been trying to play this a while ago because it came on PlayStation Plus a couple months ago. Maybe even last month it came on PlayStation Plus. Downloaded it, and I was playing it on Steam Deck from uh, just remote playing it from, from the PS5. It wasn't quite working. And then I realized, oh, wait, I took this PS5 on me to a bachelor party, and when I hooked it back up, I didn't put the Ethernet back in. So once I hit the Ethernet, I was like, oh, it's working now. It, the lag is gone. So I was playing it. I was having a lot of fun. I was hitting my timings right. I was dodging out the way. I was parrying everything. I was having a lot of fun. So it's a good game. Haven't played much of it. I think with the time that I tried it earlier and today combined, probably about two hours. So I have not put too much time into it. But it is a fun game. Um, ooh, I'm looking at how long to beat on Steam right now, the little window here. Six hours. Six hours for the main story and 10 hours with extras. So yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about this one. I just got like to my second checkpoint in the game. I am very excited to get back to this now because I could beat this over the weekend possibly. Because um, we're I'm having a very quiet weekend, thankfully. I'm recording some more stuff tomorrow, but all I'm doing tomorrow is recording stuff and then me and my girlfriend are hanging out at home. We're going to cook. We're not even going to go out because I've been going out too much the last couple months. We're just going to chill. And then on Sunday, we're doing a double feature of Spider-Man and Little Mermaid. But after that, we're just going to chill some more. So perhaps I'll have time to do all this stuff. I'm very excited. So yeah, Thymesia is really cool. It's on PlayStation Plus Extra. I would go try it out. It is on sale in the Steam sale. Um, you can pick it up for $16.74, which I think is a good price for it. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out Thymesia. It's a good little uh, indie Souls-like. Um, and it's not that punishing either. A thing I don't like about this genre is that it can be very punishing. But they give you a lot of opportunities, especially when you upgrade your character, to either mitigate damage or to use your defense and flip them into offense or just get back health and all that stuff. So, yeah, go and give it a shot, everybody. Go try it out. It's a good game. And that's all I got for that one. Um, now, tell me, Al, about one of these games, because it seems like these are both more recent games, if I'm correct about that second one. But go ahead and talk about either one. So, um I'll start first with with the first one. Uh, Aliens Dark Descent. Ah, yes. I've heard some good things about it. Yeah, um, I was... I placed the pre-order as soon as possible, like, as soon as it was possible, like, they got a few... Like a, originally, I was going to get it on Epic Game Store, but then I decided to get it on Steam. Mm. Probably a good choice. Steam Deck compatibility, hopefully. Um, it is not supported, but I, I, but there is a way to get it to work. So I'm gonna look I, was, that. I was about to say, I see the Proton. It says it's platinum rated. You can probably hack that up. Um, yeah, this is this is a um, RTS from 
Pindalos Interactive and Focus Entertainment. Hmm. And it it's not it's not like a very low budget like a, a, a it's not a very low budget game like it's technically is a budget title. It's like forty some odd dollars. Hmm. And you play as Mako Hayes, who is um you're basically you're working. You play as um, someone who works for Way Way Wayland Yutani. Ah, okay, okay, I'm familiar. Yeah, and as 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 um, I guess things often do. I guess things often happen in the aliens universe. Sheer negligence leads to many deaths. Mm. So the damn shame. Yeah, and I I I was only able to play the um, like the opening mission, mm. and it's. An interesting way, like it's an interesting way to play play the game because I was originally going to try with a uh, keyboard and mouse, but I decided just I want to see how it would actually would play with controller, like controller um, stuff. Mm-hmm. It is it is really fun. Oh, okay. So, it's giving me it's giving me XCOM. Is it XCOM at all? Um, it's more uh like there's it's not really turn based, although you can make it. Like you can have it be like you can have things either slow down or just full, fully pause when you go mm-hmm. when you go into certain menus, like or certain, oh. certain sub menus. So hmm. okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So you are like it's there are elements of XCOM in there. Hmm. Like you have you have your um your barracks pool. You have your med station, you have your science station, your tech station, and you have it's there's certain certain like there are certain moments that remind me of Darkest Dungeon. Okay. So That's interesting. So with like with, with Darkest Dungeon, the whole thing with that is just a, a nihilistic nightmare. Mm-hmm. And with Aliens uh Dark Sun, they it's not fully like it's not fully Dark Dungeon, in terms of characters getting terrible, terrible uh, medical conditions. Yeah, I heard it's a lot of like psychological disorders you gotta like keep track of in Aliens. Yeah, so uh, the main character, the or not the main character, the during uh, the first the tutorial mission, mm-hmm. depending on how you are uh, playing the game, there's a stress meter. Yep, that's what I heard about. Yeah, yeah. So if if you're not moving moving fast enough through the the level uh your the the squad will lose it and just go nuts hmm. that's crazy <laughs> it's very uh, interesting though uh the the game is pretty much built for um multiple playthroughs because the, the maps for like like the maps for the area for like the main areas are immense are not not immense they're they're larger than XCOM 2's um, oh. biggest map. Jeez. I I heard from somewhere. Actually, I know what I'm thinking of. Uh, Mandalore Gaming did a review that, on this game. As their, that's actually the, his, that's, that's the review that made me decide to not cancel my pre-order. Hey, there you go. Great minds think alike. Um, yeah, in that review, he was talking about how the, like the whole world's persistent. So you'll go exploring, you'll go fighting and clearing things out and finding loot and all that stuff. But then you come, you can extract. But then when you come back, every door you opened is still there. Everything you went through is still there. It's just the enemies are all placed back to where they were, or not placed where they were, but they add more enemies back, like Dark Souls. Yeah, and 
there's a bit of like I, I the main reason I decided to not just like not go with playing playing on the keyboard. The game is the game. The game's camera is not the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so just like it's it's hard to see things is it like is it zoomed too far out or is it getting obscured by the environment um a little bit of both so there it's not at a point where it's like there you can zoom out to an extent and you can zoom in but zoom the amount of the way you can zoom in is not as helpful as everyone as everyone would expect Hmm. so the thing that made me worry when I first started was there the, there's a xenomorph that you're trying to sneak around like sneak past and if it sees you like it if it detects you and ultimately sees you it pounces on you and you're dead holy shit <laughs> well because you know the only uh weapon you have in, in the beginning is a pistol oh I guess it makes sense but Jesus so it's like once you get through that once you after after that stealth encounter you get you get rescued by, uh, by three by three colonial marines. You mm, lickers. Still, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, my arachnophobia got came like swooped back in when the facehuggers started showing up. Because, not gonna lie, I'm actually I'm thinking of adding this to the game of the year best moment, mm-hmm. um, category. Like just like the, just the how how th- how fast everything goes to shit in. In the, in the opening because holy shit first like you're you're trying to figure out what's going on you get you get back you go to um your your boss and tell him that like what's going on and he said and he goes that like he goes your shift your shift is over it's my i like he basically just capitalism 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 corporate ladder <laughs> corporate ladder corporate ladder and then you know just, that sound yeah, and then they it's just a swarm of facehuggers. Mm. And yeah, that I actually it got to a point where I was like I was panicking. Like my heart was my heart was palpitating a bit. God. It was just a little bit too overwhelming. Yeah, and uh this is the last thing I'm gonna say because I don't wanna keep here forever. Um there is a yeah, there, there's a set there um uh, like a set amount of time you have to do do everything. So like it's you have like you're you have a set amount of time to go through and do everything and or do what you can on the particular playthrough and get and get get to the ending unless you don't and things end badly. But there is a mod that puts like sets the scale like the the scale of the ending like the time limit to nine 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 and keeps it there. Oh. Novel, yeah. Um, I'm really liking it so far, like as I, as I mentioned, hmm. kind of takes a little bit of stress out, yeah. And I'm I'm thinking of once they finish the first official mission, the first official mission, I'm thinking of naming my all the Marines after characters from the alien movies. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, and simply just have a character and just uh, just name a Marine named Brad Dourif, <laughs> like having everyone by their canonical names. Then just having Brad Dourif be Brad Dourif. <laughs> Gotta love that. Gotta have one inside joke within the cast to make you giggle. Um, that's pretty dope, though. That's pretty dope. I'm glad 
look, I know we've had some decent aliens games after Aliens Colonial Marines, but even something like uh what is the one? Alien Isolation. Yeah. A lot of people like that game. Also, a lot of people say there's problems with it. So it's nice to see there's something, even if it is a little bit more niche. I'm glad that y'all are getting an unambiguously pretty great aliens title. I, I y'all deserve it, alien fans. Yeah, and the thing is, um, there's a lot of a lot of moral grayness because in order to in order for your character to progress the story, and uh, this is technically a spoiler, even though it happens right in the beginning of the game. Oh, all right, heads up, everybody. <laughs> uh, there's a Cer- there's a Cerberus uh, protocol, hmm. and it takes it, ta- it like it, the whole thing is with Cerberus protocol is nobody in, no one out. Ah, uh, okay. So there are three there are three ships um, that are on the station. Like they're on the state, the station are on, mm-hmm. like they're in the general vicinity, and the service protocol basically shoots, basically wipes out everything. <laughs> Good God! The whole point is to survive until you can make, like, until you can send out, send out a broadcast that a, a ship will be able to rescue you. Will And Oof. when you're when you're also being rescued and go down to the to Lethe, uh. Like which is the thing, the planet of the game. Mm-hmm. You're you're keeping the fact that you're like you're keeping the secret that you're the one who caused all this to like like made everything else worse for everyone else. Hmm. Well, that sounds fucking intense. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Yeah, can only imagine. But hey, uh, once again, I'm glad the game's good. Hopefully, they give it some official Steam Deck support because I was looking on their Steam page. Yeah, the Proton says that it works. You could probably get through it and all that. There just might be some small text or something or maybe some third-party launcher you got to click through. But yeah, get get that on there. That seems like a perfect... Just like Marvel Midnight Suns didn't work on Steam Deck at launch and then eventually got verified, I think they'll do the work to get that going because that seems like a good spot for that. Um, so yeah, shout-out to Aliens. Uh, damn, I was about to say Colonial Marines. Dark Descent. Um, I, I can't. I always remember the reveal trailer of that, and I was like, "Oh, a thir- uh, top-down shooter." Oh no, it's not a shooter at all. Um, but it's a good game nonetheless, so it's all good. Um, let me go ahead and get through a couple of quick hits here, real quick, because the Steam Next Fest uh, wrapped up not too long ago. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably closer to a week or two at this point. Um, but the Next Fest closed up. Thank God they did not. A lot of the demos are supposed to get taken down after the next fest ends. A lot of the games that I downloaded demos for did not take their demos down. So I had time to finally get around and play these because I don't talk about my work schedule too often, but my work schedule is I have one week where I work the entire weekend and then the week where I'm off the entire weekend. And the next fest was right there in that week where Thursday through Sunday, I'm at work. So I did not have time, but I did make time this week. And I want to talk about a couple of these. So let me just give quick thoughts. Now, I will say I recorded my gameplay for all of these demos. I will be putting my uh, Let's Plays of them all on the VGU.TV YouTube channel. Uh, So look out for those in the coming days. But let's go ahead and start with Echo Point Nova. Echo Point Nova is made by the same developers who did, uh, oh, God, Severed Steel. And I've talked about Severed Steel on the show before, I believe, right? Yeah, yes, you have. Yes, Severed Steel is really great. First-person shooter. Think like Titanfall 2 mixed with like the slow motion of fear and the destructibility of like a very basic version of Red Faction. 
Um, probably just Red Faction, not even Red Faction Guerrilla, just Red Faction. But that game's really cool. That game's really great, and I love it. What Echo Point Nova is, is taking that same first-person shooter model, but now you can aim down sights, and now it's way more about mobility. Where in that first game, yeah, you could run on walls. Yes, you could slide. Yes, you could, you know, do a bunch of cool... You could dive through windows and all that stuff. In Echo Point Nova, they give you a hoverboard and these massive open environments to just glide around on this hoverboard. When, while you're on the hoverboard, you can wall run, you can double jump, you can do a bunch of stuff, but they understand that, hey, you're flying quickly on a hoverboard, how are you going to shoot? Whenever you go aim down sights, it kind of locks on the enemies very tightly, so you can absolutely just hit the trigger, shoot, and then lock onto the next guy and shoot, lock onto the next guy. It's very quick. It's very kind of like, almost like you're trying to keep the momentum going. Um, and it's very fun. You're killing enemies and they all drop health. They all drop ammo. Um, later on in the game, later on in the demo, at least, you got different abilities. So as the same damage model as uh, as Severed Steel, where you can blow holes into walls, blow holes into floors if you're on the second story, all that stuff. In this game, Echo Point Nova, they give you a sledgehammer. And now, oh, I can break through walls like it's Minecraft or something. That's cool. But then it gets even cooler. Eventually, they give you like a... They have the whirlpools in, I want to say it was Bioshock 2, maybe even in the first game as well. They have that warp, that whirlpool power where you can just put it on any surface and it'll just launch something up in the air. I, is, is that making any sense, Al? Is that ringing any bells? Yeah, so I think, I think it was, may have been Bioshock 2 where that happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Bioshock 2. That's where I'm remembering it from. But they have that same ability in this game. And I had so much fun just taking the little whirlpool and you can use it as a jump pad for yourself. It'll launch you like a good five, six feet in the air or not even feet, five, six stories into the air. It launches you really high, but you can shoot it at someone's foot and then they'll get launched off the side of a cliff and then they'll just fall into the abyss and die. And then they'll count as a kill. Um, I had so much fun doing that. There are some enemies that like get a bubble shield around them. So the only way to kill them is to hoverboard into their bubble shield and either bust right into them and like kick them out of the shield or just get in there, stop and shoot them dead or do what I did hoverboard into the shield and right in that split second where I'm in the shield with them, put the portal right under them, shoot them up. And then they just fly away. I love it so much. And then of course they fall back on the ground and die as well. Um, and the game is really just, you got a pistol, you got an SMG, you got an assault rifle, you got a sniper rifle, you got a shotgun, kill these enemies in whatever way you want. You get enemy, you get ammo from the enemy. So just kill them and you'll get more. Um, and you swap these abilities around and just do whatever you want. Eventually, I got a fireball as well. Fireball is not as fun as launching enemies around. So I stuck with the whirlpool, but it was a very fun demo. Um, it's very freeform as well. He actually already updated the demo with some tweaks and changes people recommended. But once I finished the demo, it was like, all right, you can keep playing if you want. And it just had like, find all the collectibles, find all the guns, find all the abilities. And there's like one or two things I had left in every category. So I was like, oh, that's great. So yeah, Echo Point Nova, very much so looking forward to that. That's going to be a really fun game. If you like movement shooters, you know, your Titanfall 2s of the world, this is going to be tickling that scratch. Tickling that scratch? Scratching that itch. (laughs) Tickling that scratch. If we named our episodes like Giant Bomb, that would have been the name of the episode. (laughs) Tickling that scratch. Um, so yeah, shout out to Echo Point Nova. Love that game. El Paso Elsewhere. This, I like this game a lot. This is the game that I was most, most frustrated uh, with the demo. Only because 
there was no gamepad support. <laughs> there was no controller support. So my hand was cramping trying to use WASD to move around and shoot and reload and all this stuff. Um, but El Paso elsewhere, you, a lot of people have probably already seen trailers for this thing in certain indie showcases. It's just Max Payne. It's Max Payne, but indie. Uh, PSX style Max Payne, where all the graphics look like the PlayStation 1. And it's very fun. It's just as fun as you would think. Um, you're you're diving in slow motion. They also have like a roll here that you can just get up out the way real quick. Um, it It's not roguelike. I don't think the levels are randomly generated. But the levels feel very like, here's a level, find all the hostages in the level, free all the hostages. And while you're freeing them, you have to go find all the werewolves and find all the little monsters and stuff, shoot them dead. They give you stakes to use as a melee weapon so you can break down items and stuff. You can find ammo throughout the level. So it's a lot about like searching for ammo and scrounging for ammo because your weapons don't hold a lot of ammo. You got to actually be managing things and be swapping between weapons so you can take everything out appropriately. Um, but the game felt really good. Even playing it on mouse and keyboard, it felt good to me. Um, I definitely need controller support because my hand was cramping a lot. And you'll hear it in the video where I'm like, fuck, my hand's cramping. And I keep wanting to stop. I keep saying, all right, I beat this level. I think I'm done. And then like they intrigue me with the next cutscene. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna keep playing. Um, but yeah, the game's really neat. The style is on point. It is Max Payne, but it seems like they took a lot of like design and aesthetic cues from control and that is a match made in heaven if you ask me so i'm very excited for it um they play some hip-hop songs in the middle of some levels too which is a little bit weird but it works it works definitely so yeah el paso elsewhere um definitely check that one out it's already on my wish list all these are on my wish list but i'm looking forward to that game um you, uh, try that game i mentioned uh ooh, which game uh i think lunar abyss or lunar abyss i think i downloaded the demo let me check real quick because I downloaded like 30 demos, but I only played five of them so far. Okay. Um, it's the uh, bullet hell first person shooter. Abyss. A-B-Y. Shucks, maybe I didn't. Let me look this up. Let me see if the demo's still up, actually, because it might be one I deleted because it was brought down already. Lunar. Uh, oh, Lunar. I just saw it. It was up there. L- Wait, Luna Abyss. Okay, I got it. Um. Oh my god. No, I did not see this one. You you actually you did tell me about it. I remember hearing you uh, bring it up, but now I haven't played it yet. I'm installing that and I will be checking that out later on as well because that looks really cool and really red. Um, see, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. try that one. It's actually one of the like cuz I've been dealing with some family stuff lately. I haven't I haven't had a chance to like I had downloaded a bunch of the, a bunch of uh, demos. I think I haven't got a chance to get to most of them. But this was the only, was one of the few that that I did get to, get to, and oh man, it's so good. Ooh, I like to hear that, and it already has full controller support on the Steam page. Oh yeah, oh the yeah. Controller support has some. It has uh, accessibility issues or accessibility um, <laughs> features. Features uh, that help <laughs> that help me in particular because my sight is terrible even when wearing when I'm wearing my glasses. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like just first person uh, uh, Returnal a little bit, which that, is very that, interesting. That and also um, the main areas are in, you're in, mm-hmm. like the uh, the doors in particular. It's it's a very Metroid type of like Metroid Prime system where you just shoot the uh, doors to open them. 
Hell yeah. And like at most you're gonna get you'll it'll probably take you like ten or twenty minutes to get through everything. Hmm. I like it. Nice and quick. Yeah, because every demo I played was like between thirty and forty five minutes. So <laughs> that'll be a little refreshing. Um but yeah, I got it downloading right now, so I'm definitely gonna be trying that out soon. So thanks for the heads up on that one. I totally forgot about that. Um so yeah, while that one's downloading. Oh, also, I said I played five demos. I'm only talking about four games. The fifth game that I'm not going to talk about much. Uh, what is it? Tag Team? I- I'm not going to talk about it much because I didn't quite like the game all that much. Tag Line. That game. Uh, really cool art style. Controller support doesn't feel really good. It feels like a student game. I'm sorry, it does. But it's also a demo, so maybe they'll change it. Hopefully they work on it. But yeah, not the biggest fan of that. Try it if the demo's still out there. Good luck to you. But uh, the other demos I wanted to talk about. So I already talked about El Paso Elsewhere. I've already talked about uh, Echo Point Nova. Unguard is the next game. Have you oh, heard yeah. of Unguard? Uh, yeah, because we talked about it during uh, <laughs> during the E3. Or the game, not E3, the game, Summer Game Fest um, stuff. Yeah, yeah, literally last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely in love with this game now. It was, because I've been in a mood. There's a reason I'm playing Thymesia right now. I'm in a mood for like a melee combat, satisfying melee combat game. But all these Souls-like games have been kicking my ass. Thymesia I've been sticking with because I've been liking it. But I, I tried to go back to Wulong. It kicked my ass. That's why I didn't talk about it because I didn't play too much more of it, though I did get past first boss. Um, okay. um, have you tried Testament? Or what was it? Yeah, Testament. Uh, Testament. The, or- the Order of High Human. I don't think I have. Testament, The Order of High Human. Is this another demo? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, because there's that. There's, um, I think, I'm not sure the demo's still up, but the golden-eyed ghosts. Ooh, I'm a download now, too. Golden-eyed ghosts. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Let's see. Oh, the demo for golden-eyed ghosts is gone. Um, there's, it, actually, there's actually yeah. another one. Um, Necrovale. Or into Necrovale. Necrovale. It sounds like something I've seen before. It's... It's a... It's a action RPG rogue, rogue, um, hack and slash roguelite. Ah, that's it, yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. Huh. I, I've installed all of these, so I will be checking all these out at some point soon. But um, yeah, I, I was just in the mood for some some satisfying melee combat. And nothing was really hitting the spot until I got the Dimesia. But before I got the Dimesia, I played the demo for On Guard. On Guard is exactly the type of game I was looking for. It is a I talked about it previously, but I'll just say it again for the folks who might not remember. Um, it is a melee combat game but it's all about fencing uh looking at gameplay i thought it was going to be more of a sekiro type game where it's a lot of like perfect parries all the time there is a lot of parries think of it less as a parry and more as a counter think of it more like batman arkham rather than sekiro it it plays very similarly like if they took batman arkham and just put the shoulder behind put the camera behind your shoulder rather than above your head that's what it feels like. And it feels great. They put you in arenas with a bunch of different little interactables. You can kick enemies into like weapon racks and they all fall down and die. You can kick them off the side of a of a of a deck and they fall into the water. You can kick boxes at them and it stuns them. So you can go in for a couple hits. You can pick up a bucket and throw the bucket on their head, and then they're pretty much a free kill at that point because they can't fight back. There's a lot of cool things. And then there's an arena mode where there's cannons. You can pick up a lantern, throw it at the cannon, and it fires at whoever's in front of it. And then the enemies just get launched. They just go flying. It's really, really fun. So I I am like, 
and I've already booted it up on Steam Deck, the demo. The demo runs on Steam Deck pretty well. So that has me thinking, oh, God, this game is going to take over my life when it comes out. They say it's coming out this year. I cannot wait for that game because it's also bright and colorful. Think like Ratchet and Clanky, but mixed with like like that type of cute type of Ratchet and Clank colors and art style and such. But it's Princess Bride over the top, like fencing, maybe even like just like Lucha, not Luchadors. I forget the word for it. Like Three Musketeersy. Like everyone's got the hats on and they're wearing masks and stuff, and it's like it's very Spanish flavor as well, guacamole ish. Zorro, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Thank you very much. Zorro is what I was thinking. I was thinking of Antonio Banderas, but I was like, it's not Once Upon a Time in Mexico, so I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, it's it big Zorro vibes, and I'm digging it a lot. So yeah, Unguard is great. Can't wait for that one. Everyone go try that demo. It's still out, so just go play the demo so you can be excited for the game just like me. Same and for, a, um, mm-hmm. the same for yes. the Ebenezer game. Oh, the, the Metroidvania? Yeah, Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Yeah, is that? Uh, I'm going to see if that demo's still uh, up. It is, it is. I'm going to download it because I didn't know if I should try that one out or not, but you're you're saying it's good, so I'm going to try it. Hmm. Also, did you, um, I don't know, did you see what happened? What, like, what was announced at, at like the, literally a day or two after we had we recorded last? Oh, God, no. Um, the i the ID and Xbox uh, games were announced. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a certain I forgot game. About that. And a certain game was on there. What might that game be? Because I absolutely forgot about the ID and Xbox stuff. So, um, is a Harold Halibut. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because I remember they showed that off, and I was like, "Fuck, we just talked about that game." Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, that's God. Like, wow. That's that's weird. It's just that's weird. Yeah. Small ass world. <laughs> Super small. But yeah, Harold Halibut's finally coming out. I think they said like next year is coming out finally. Or like late this year. One of the two. Um, Plus there's going to be another ID at Xbox digital showcase on July 11th coming up soon. So look out. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Maybe about Harold Halibut and some other games too. So yeah, very excited for that one. So shout out to them for finally, you know, making enough progress where they can shut it off. But the last game I want to give a quick shout out to Loodle Knot. Loodle Knot is a game I saw in the, in one of the uh, wholesome game showcases from, I think, last year, probably. Uh, you're playing as this little diver, and you're basically cleaning up trash and purifying the underwater world. And I got into this game. I did not realize it was one of these. It's very Power Wash Simulator-y, where it's you got this little laser gun, and you're cleaning up gunk. It's like It's like... Uh, Power Wash Simulator, but it's not as precise. Power Wash is very much so like you control the very specific angles and you're trying to get into certain corners and stuff. No, all you do is position your character in front of all the gunk and just hold the trigger down and he automatically just aims at all the gunk. And then once he's gotten all the gunk in front of him, you aim your character in a different direction. He gets that gunk and so on and so forth. Um, It's very simple. You go around, you collect trash, you collect uh, different pieces of, you know, non-biodegradable things and then you take it back to your ship you put it into little compactors that'll give you resources from all the trash you collect and then you use those resources to buy upgrades for your gun make your gun zap gunk off faster uh give it new abilities there's like these massive crates that are at the bottom of the ocean you you can't do anything with those crates until you get the upgrade that lets you basically vaporize those crates entirely and then they turn into resources and then you can go back and buy even more upgrades and then it seems like it's going to be about it's going to be very no man's sky ish in the way of oh i can drop a little 
like because you have an oxygen meter you got to worry about if you're not near your ship your oxygen ticks down well you can drop a little ring to refill your oxygen if you have enough resources to drop one um same thing with like you can drop a, a constantly purifying pod that you can just leave next to plants so that it won't get uh gunked up again uh, and also, once you clean these plants up, you can pick little fruits and stuff off of them and feed them to little knots. And little knots are just little oxalotl, I don't know how you pronounce the word, very cute looking aquatic things that are dirty when you first get them. You run them through the cleaner, they get clean, then you can feed them all these little fruits and stuff, and then you can have them follow you, or you can bring them back to their natural habitat and just watch them swim around and interact with each other. It's very cute, very relaxing, and I made a lot of comments in the video about like, Man, this is a really good game, and I'm enjoying myself. Hard to make a video about this, because this is absolutely a podcast game. Like, I had to fight the urge to just shut up and just vibe out, because I was, I, was I was enjoying myself. I like Little Not a lot, so um, I'm hoping that one's Steam Deck compatible as well. It's very simple, so I think it will be, but that is a fantastic game. Can't wait to play some more of that one. I could easily see myself just getting 100% clean in every single environment they give to me. So, yeah, Little Not's really good. And those are all the games I got to talk about now. Uh, this is probably something I'm going to bring up. I just want to bring them now because I don't know if you saw it, but the latest Power Bosch DLC. SpongeBob SquarePants! I'm, I'm getting that shit, dude. Did you get the other thing I um, tagged you in on Twitter? I, I'm i probably not going to get that. Okay, because I saw, saw the response you got. Yeah, you, you, you saw. She was like, ugh. <laughs> But I got to be honest with myself. Uh, to, for, for context, everybody, there's this SpongeBob SquarePants themed, like, cabinet that holds like four controllers and it has like a headset rest and all this stuff and you put games in it and stuff looks really cool i don't need that i have enough stuff in this house i have enough stuff in this room specifically so i gotta calm down plus you know i eh, i love spongebob squarepants do i need that obvious does the merchandise i own for spongebob have to be that obvious <laughs> i had to look inside myself and really think so yeah, I, I probably am going to step out of that one, but I appreciate the hookup for me because I absolutely wanted to buy it. <laughs> I just had to get talked off the ledge by my better half. <laughs> yeah, at least at least you didn't buy that CRT. Ooh, I, I still want to buy that CRT, but I can't justify in this space just clogging it up. But maybe when I have an actual home with more room, maybe. We'll see. I'll think about it. I'll consider it. Um, put it in my cave yeah i'll put it in my actually here's the thing i'm never i'm probably not gonna have a man cave because a i don't like the concept of that and b she likes video games too so we we share that cave <laughs> so you know and plus the stuff that i would want to hang up and stuff wouldn't like man it up to the point where she's like off put so you know it is what it is um we both like a lot of the same things, so you know it, it would be whatever in any case those are the games that i want to talk about from scene next fest i'm done here and now, God, it's already eight o'clock. Um, in the next couple minutes, let's go ahead and talk about the last game that you have, and then we'll hit the housekeeping. Okay, so I sped through Dead Space, the remake. It, okay, I was about to say, is this the remake? But yeah, yeah. So I, good time. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't, I never actually beat the first game back in back back fifteen years ago. Oh wow! I got to the asteroid shooting section, and just noped out of it because or just rage quit basically because i just i was just i kept trying and trying and trying couldn't get couldn't get past it yeah it's un it's unreasonably difficult <laughs> absolutely and i don't know if it's the fact that i 
I've like the the big like a lot of the big games this year so far I've, I've managed to beat. So like like RE4 remake, uh, Dead Space, uh, Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, one the game looks a little too good. Like photorealistic almost. Yeah, like it's not um, the type of thing you want in that much of fidelity. <laughs> yeah, because like I I would um go through a, like go through a, a wave of necromorphs and go except like be done with that whole thing like just uh, and once it's seven to an elevator to go to the next like to go to the next area. I do like the thing where it's just you mo- you move the camera so it has like a as if the camera's at is looking back at Isaac. Mm. Yeah, like you're at the point. The point of view is the can't like the point. You're the point of view is looking at Isaac, and he's just drenched in blood. <laughs> yep. And I thought, oh god, I gotta get, I gotta get through this. I think because I, I kept getting to sort like I, I was trying to when I first started the the game back in January, I was playing on um I think easy, and I was doing I was doing somewhat well. Then I kept getting to certain areas where, no matter how many times, how many times, no matter how many times I put, moved it, moved uh, like so, somewhat further, I kept dying repeatedly to the same enemy, like the the um, the ones who who have like they're 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 basically holding an explosive bag and they just slam into you. Hmm. Huh. Shoot for me, Timbers. Yeah, yeah, I didn't encounter that one, but I haven't played the remake yet, so yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to get through everything because I'm terrible with directions and other games that have uh, come out so far this the past uh, past five months have been have made made things very um, just trying to figure out what's worth worth the time, like um, like a Dragon Ishin is I, I um, rented recently. Oh, okay, interesting. God, don't remind me of Yakuza right now. Yeah. Uh. Oh, oh, I, I know, I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know why? Yeah, Lord I, have mercy. Yeah, because I, I, I decided to. I'm either, either going to try to. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for next episode. Yeah, your plays might change too. It seems. <laughs> oh, they already have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of doing something far more ambitious. Oh fuck. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually I'll tell you after we're done recording because okay, because I I haven't told uh Graydon or Josh about about this idea. Ooh, okay, yeah. Let me know real quick after we're done because I'm 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 a little curious to see because I might change my I might change my thing to something else too. But we'll we'll talk about it later. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, uh, Dead Death Space Death remake, very Death cool. Remake is yeah, really, it's it's a very it's a very good game. It's it takes a lot of like a lot of it, like with the first game, like from Dark Space One or De- Dead Space One to Dead Space <laughs> Dark Space One. <laughs> Continue I, though. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, from the first game to the second game, everything that like the the multimedia like narrative blitz that EA was doing at the time, um, with all like all the narrative stuff that was in, in like the 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 comics, the animated movie. Um, Extraction. Yeah, I remember Extraction. Good lord. Um, the fact that a lot of the stuff in the in, in the remake has been changed to give you better context on the, like through the through um, Isaac, like he mentions that his mother was a unitologist, 
Oh, so he's got history with that whole thing. And yeah, and um, his his girl, or sorry, his um, his girlfriend, his partner, got him out of believing in unitology as well. So she she saved him from becoming a a religious zealot. How fun! <laughs> and I'm not sure if how like what the big reveal happens at the end of the game is if that happened in the, in the original, because like the ending of the, from what I knew, know of the ending of mm-hmm. the original Dead Space, that was kind of yeah. the same. Like that, 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 that the ending to Dead Space and Dead Space rem- remake are effectively the same. Yeah. Like the last, last, last few moments are the same. Mm. Yeah. I understand um, that to be the case. Yeah. And, um, and I'll just and wrap this up by saying that the final uh, boss, like the final battle, Ended on mm-hmm. a very anticlimactic note because I run out of ammo and all I had was my um, all I had the only the only options I had for ammo was or for for weapons was my flamethrower or my razor blade or my razor my razor shooter thing. Oh, uh, the blade cut plasma cutter. Yeah. Oh wow, geez, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, and also I just I want to say I love that when you on the Ishimura. The, mm-hmm. the people the at, at like there there are there are multiple groups of people who are you you see how they handle the 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 whole thing the outbreak mm-hmm. the only ones and I love I love this so much the only group that seemed to have like to know what to do and hold their own were the uh, engineers so I I just I love that that little touch that like the engineers on the Ishimura were. Basically, like they knew what was going on, they knew what to do, they knew how to handle everything. And it's just one of those, it's one of those things where it's just you appreciate it because of how Isaac Clark is has, is referred to as Space Jesus. Like <laughs> not so, literally, right? No, no, no. Um, people okay. like people who play the games refer to him as Space Jesus. Yeah, because he just do of, all things. Yeah, and how how also his how he can how his prodigious um, stomping power. <laughs> yeah, his magical foot. Yeah. Um good lord. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dead Space. Uh I I got to be honest, I really want to get around to this cuz I played the original trilogy back in the day. I want to play this remake. I'm I've been looking forward to it, but I'm kind of I'm playing the waiting game where how much time am I going to have, but also how low is it going to get on the GameFly sales? <laughs> cuz so, that's really what I'm looking for. It's like 40 bucks now. Yeah, if you even if you if you if you get it like if you somehow if you decide to just like if you just buy it if there's only like there's like there's side content like there's side side quests mm-hmm. but it's only like 12 Uh-oh. there's only 12 chapters or 12 acts yeah oh boy sorry sorry i got a phone call right in the middle of that and because my headphones are connected to it it cut you off entirely just to hear the ringtone oh sorry please continue though sorry uh no i was just gonna say that if you play if you decide if you play through the game on stories on the story difficult story mode difficulty you can you can just go right like just charge right through it. Oh, okay. I might do that. I might do that. Um I'm uh I'm investigate that, but um I will uh I will have to investigate that because that phone call was telling me that the people that I was waiting to come here are here. So let's oh, go ahead and get to the end up. of the show. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this up. Um so let's see. All right, so 
housekeeping. Let's make this a blitz round. Uh, of course, welcome to the thing. New episode of that should be dropping tonight as we're recording. So by the time that y'all hear this, I'll have a link in here for that. Don't have it yet, though, but I will put it in here. Um, also, Spoonful, I'm recording that tomorrow. So look forward to that new episode. I'm still not sure what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out. Um, but as far as things going on on VGU.TV, we have a new episode of The Wolf Among Us Let's Play. Um, this is The Wolf Among Us Let's Play from the old channel, right? Or am I wrong? Um, it might be. It might be. Okay. Well, how about y'all go ahead and give it a watch and find out? Um, but yeah, you can check that out on the YouTube channel. We also have another VGU plays of Will You Snail, another wacky game. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, game Olympics Ultimate Ski Jumping 2020 is another uh, video on the channel. And then two written articles, our favorite AA games roundtable and Al's Top 10 Summer Games Fest games for the VG list on VG.TV. That's everything we got. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show here because I got to go skedaddle pretty soon. Um, but Al, thank you for hopping on. Always a pleasure recording with you. No problem. And I'll DM you about the, uh, the what, I'm, what I'm planning to do with the uh, thing we what, that we talked about during Game of the Year. Yes, I will also DM you my thing because I think I'm going to change it to something that can way easier get through, most likely. All right, then I will talk to you later, Al. And to everybody listening, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for rocking with us. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill, and play on player. Peace out, y'all.